Welcome to the gritty streets of Marjorie Harvey, also known as Lady Heroin. She may seem like just another bougie socialite, but her glamorous facade hides a darker truth. Rumors swirl about her connections to top drug lords and organized crime, but that's only scratching the surface. This ain't no sugar mama situation. Marjorie was more than just a pretty accessory to her man. She was a mastermind in this dangerous game, earning her infamous nickname. But let's not forget about Steve Harvey. Rumblings suggest he was just a pawn in Marjorie's rise to power. See, she didn't just dabble in drugs. She had ties to a whole other world where money and power reigned supreme. And it doesn't stop there. Turns out Lady Heroin was involved in espionage too, using her charm and street smarts to gather secrets from high-profile individuals. Now you might be wondering why we haven't heard about any of this before. Well, when you have money, power, and fear on your side, people tend to keep their mouths shut. But not us. We ain't afraid to dig deep and expose the dirty dealings of Lady Heroin. So buckle up for this wild ride through the seedy underbelly of Marjorie Harvey's empire. But don't worry, we'll guide you through every twist and turn. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button for more shocking revelations. This ain't no fairy tale. It's a gritty urban crime story, and we're just getting started. Let's dive in. I just had a moment. I'm... And that's me and my wife's song, too. I met her 86, 87 when the song came out. Then God gave her back to me in 2005. I put her name on the back, man. You, you understand me. That's mine right there. Yeah, I own you and you own me. I will kill everybody in here about your ass. Please understand that about the way I love you, Marjorie Elaine. You understand me? I kill everybody in here. I swear to God I will. You can ask the Lord about me. I'll kill every Marjorie, a name whispered in the streets, tied to power and danger. Steve Harvey's third wife, always by his side, but never truly seen or heard, until now. Her past is shrouded in mystery, a dark tapestry of drug dealing, deceit, and betrayal. The queen of Memphis, hopping from one kingpin to the next, until she found herself at the heart of one of the city's biggest busts. But somehow, she slipped away, leaving behind the ruins of her former lifestyle. Now living a life of luxury, far from the gritty streets she once ruled over, Marjorie has it all. But how did she go from drug lord's consort to securing Steve Harvey's back? Some say she played the game like a pro, others whisper that it was all just luck. But one thing's for sure. When Steve Harvey chose her as his third wife in 2007, he never could have imagined the true story behind Marjorie. Straight from the likes of Tubi, a rag to riches tale that may prove even bigger than Steve's own rise to fame. Once again, Marjorie found herself in a dangerous situation. But this time, it was different. This time, she wasn't the one who would take the fall. It had been 16 long years since she said those two words, I do. And over 30 since she first got caught up with her drug-dealing first husband. They called themselves the power couple of Memphis City, him the kingpin, and her his ride or die. Marjorie couldn't resist the allure of money and power, even if it meant living life on the edge. And that's exactly what she did with Jim Townsend, 
her first husband who ran the streets of Tennessee with an iron fist. But let's not get it twisted. Marjorie wasn't just an innocent bystander in all of this. She was right there beside Jim, participating in his illegal activities and reaping all the rewards. But when Jim got locked up for life after trying to buy enough cocaine to match the size of a middle schooler, Marjorie was left alone to fend for herself and their two kids, Morgan and Jason. Oh yeah, Steve Harvey's not-so-innocent wife has more than just three kids and they're not all by Steve. No, her first two are from Jim Townsend. And despite what fans may believe, Marjorie will always be loyal to her man. No amount of fancy cars or big money could make her turn snitch on Jim. Because when you sign up to be queen of the streets, you better be ready for whatever consequences come your way. And Marjorie was willing to ride out whatever came at her, even if it meant facing a life behind bars alongside her imprisoned husband. The feds were always on Marjorie's tail, convinced she was just as involved in Jim's illegal operations. They even threatened to arrest her if he didn't give up the goods. But Jim wasn't willing to sacrifice his ride-or-die chick, the mother of his kids, for his own freedom. So he kept quiet, determined to keep her out of prison. But after 30 years of loyalty and silence, Jim had enough. He couldn't take it anymore. When Marjorie tried to finesse herself into a rich man's heart and keep their kids away from him, that was the last straw. He was ready to spill all the secrets they had been keeping under wraps. And boy, did they have some juicy ones. First up, Marjorie's second husband and cousin, allegedly, of her first, Darnell Woods. He wasn't just any old drug dealer. The man was a kingpin in Memphis, Tennessee, running with his brothers and other family members in the notorious Memphis mob gang during the height of the crack epidemic. With their slick operations at car washes and nightclubs, their infamous martini room became a hotspot for ballers, athletes, and anyone who wanted to get in on the action. And Marjorie just couldn't resist that fast life of drug money and power. The Memphis mob was on top, raking in cash and living the high life. But their empire came crashing down when they were busted for a laundry list of charges, including drug trafficking. Darnell, one of the mob's leaders, had a good run until he met the same fate as his alleged cousin Jim. But before that, he and Marjorie had a daughter together and even got married. However, Marjorie couldn't resist keeping in touch with Jim behind Darnell's back. After all, he was the father of her kids. But things changed once Steve came back into the picture. Marjorie divorced Darnell and Steve saw his chance to win her over. Despite already being married to another woman, Steve was determined to make Marjorie his. He had made it big with his own TV show and felt like he could finally take care of someone like Marjorie. Marriage didn't stop him from pursuing the love of his life. And while Steve may give out relationship advice on his talk show, he wasn't following it in his own life. But this isn't just some daytime drama. It's an urban crime story filled with betrayal, greed, and power. And Steve's pursuit of Marjorie may just come at a price, both for him and those around him. Don't let your wife stand in the way of true love, fellas. Just ask Steve Harvey. He'll tell you his truth. She was blindsided by the betrayal of her husband, a notorious drug kingpin. But that's not all. Mary's son, Winton, had been turned against her by Marjorie, who was now playing stepmother to him while pushing his real mother out of the picture. It was a major power move. Steve's trusted bodyguard, once a reminder of happier times with Marjorie, urged him to make a call that would change everything. And before long, they were back together, 
and taking things to the next level. But Marge wasn't one to be tied down to just one man. Rumors swirled about her ties to another kingpin, Big Boom himself. But Steve didn't care. He was head over heels for Marjorie and had been for 16 years. However, his ex-wife Mary saw through the facade and called it like she saw it. Let's review. Marjorie was married to two drug dealers before getting with Steve's bodyguard and finally securing her spot as Mrs. Harvey in 2007. Looks like Lori learned a thing or two from her mama, who Jim Townsend, Marjorie's first husband, reveals was no stranger to hustling and finessing men. After serving 26 years in prison on drug charges, Jim spilled all in his book, Snakes in the Garden. And trust us, it's a wild ride you won't want to miss. Just listen to this excerpt. The sight of Morgan always brought joy to my heart. She was truly the apple of my eye and the only reason I hadn't killed her mother. As Morgan couldn't understand what was happening, she turned her attention back to me and locked eyes with me, giving me a look that said, come and get me, daddy. There were three things that I hated and regretted. The first was the abortion issue, which I will explain later. The second was the fact that I allowed Marjorie to convince me to lie to Morgan for four years, telling her that I was in Lewisburg working a job while I was in prison. Morgan was eight when I finally said to hell with Marjorie and her mother and told her the truth. Marjorie and her heartless mother thought I had committed an unpardonable sin by setting things straight with Morgan. But telling her the truth was one of our most intimate and memorable phone conversations. The little eight-year-old rebuked me for lying to her and she made me promise that I would never lie to her again. Jim ain't messing around with this tell-all book. And from the looks of it, his kids Morgan and Jason couldn't care less about their real daddy spilling the beans on their mama. But word on the street is that Jim's been spending some quality time with them lately, maybe trying to make up for lost time or just keep them quiet. The Harvey household might be in for some major turbulence. Are you copying Jim Townsend's new book? Love us? Leave us a positive review or rating. Follow No Tears for Black Girls on social media and No Tears for BG on Twitter. Be blessed. Be loved. Stay safe. How do you improve one of the most durable and reliable engines for OEM equipment? If you're a John Deere engineer, you wipe the slate clean and design new engines using the best features from your existing line and add entirely new technologies that take your OEM engines to the next level. To learn more about John Deere's clean slate approach to engine performance, take a closer look at johndeere.com progress.